Can your belief take you this far? Now, I've got perhaps the most astounding testimonial story I've ever received on somebody reading my book or any book. Do you love your work? Do you think it's possible? Well, you're about to find out. It's time for 48 Days to the Work You Love with Dan Miller on the 48 Days Online Radio Show. Whether you need a professional tune-up or a work overhaul, this is the program for you. Now, here's your host, Dan Miller. You know, here we are in the last half of a very, very interesting year. I don't know that I've ever seen so many unique, creative ideas just exploding all around us. You know, and that's what happens when we have unexpected and even unwelcome change. It stirs up creativity that may have been dormant just sitting there somewhere well, we've got a whole lot of ideas to share today here's some questions i'm going to address dan can i buy and sell cars to make money now if you're a longtime listener of this podcast you know i'm a car guy yeah you can do that so we'll talk about that dan i'm looking for a meaningful career after covid19 now at 47 years old, I'm ready for a new challenge, but not sure how to start again. And somebody says, I'm a pharmacist, but now making money in new ways. Hey, that's pretty exciting. Well, and I want to tell you about this amazing testimonial story that I've got. Our quotation for today comes from Anatole France, who said, to accomplish great things, we must not only act, but also dream. Not only plan, but also believe. We need to park on that for a second. To accomplish great things, you don't just take off. Yeah, we must not only act, we must also dream. Not only plan, but also believe. Some real key elements there. Resource for today, going to take you right back to the new version of 48 Days to the Work You Love. Just go to 48days.com, W L. W-Y-L, work you love. Got the acronym wrong there. Work you love, W-Y-L. And got a, a whole lot of bonuses that were given. We're pretty generous these days, giving bonuses to people who purchased the new 20th anniversary edition. You get the digital PDF right away, so you can read it on your phone if you want to. You get the complete audio done by me. You get the 48-day schedule. That's not in the book. That's an additional resource. You get resume and cover letter bundle and a whole lot of worksheets and forms that will help you no matter where you're going in this process. All right, let's go into some good news. And listener Emmeline Muldoon sent me a note about this piece that she saw. This is pretty cool. Guy left his bicycle he didn't he, he forgot his pass so he locked his bike outside cannon street station then he left to work at six o'clock to find just the cut lock and no bike and of course resigned himself to never seeing his trusty steed again asked the station if they had cameras but just then a guy appeared waving at me asking me to put the code into my cut lock now so he just wanted to see that I, he this guy was in fact the right owner and then he said i have your bike his name is Abdul Manib. He works for Southeastern Railroads. He was on a break and saw a guy cut the lock, challenged the guy to give it back. Then he took it inside and waited four hours after his shift 
finish to personally make sure that the owner got his bike back. Now, the world needs more Abduls, absolutely. He's a legend of a man, a credit to his employer. Those those are the kind of stories that just uh, are in abundance out there. We need to hear more of them, but thank you. Thank you, Emmeline, for sending that along here for the 48 Days listeners. Now, this is the this is a testimonial. It's kind of lengthy, but it's it's worth sharing. And I, and I don't mean this to just be a pat on my back. It's going to sound like that. But I want it to be an inspiration for anybody who is listening about the power of belief. So this comes from Stacy, who says, Dan, this may seem long and winding. I'm so sorry. I just want to connect all the dots for you the way I've been sitting here trying to connect them for myself. Through a recommendation by Ryan Rieger, one of our leaders in the 48 Days Eagles community, I ended up signing up for the Eagles, decided to focus on reading the book that you so graciously sent when I joined the 48 Days Eagles. And of course, it was 48 Days to the Work You Love, the new version, which everybody, every new member gets as, as soon as they join. Stacy says, I was so impressed after the first few chapters when I was looking for some books at our local Christian thrift store and ran across two older copies on the shelf. I picked them up to share with other people if the opportunity presented itself. Prior to COVID hitting, I had been helping facilitate a Christian depression recovery program. We stopped during COVID, but reconvened for our final two sessions during this last month. Due to some people not coming back, I got a few new faces in my group. One of them was a teenage girl who has been in a wheelchair for the last four years because of a functional neurological disorder caused by previous illness. Okay, this is a teenage girl in a wheelchair for four years. At the end of our first session back, she shared with the group some of her hopes and plans for the future. When I got home, I felt like the Lord really laid it on my heart to give her one of those 48 days books. So the next week, I brought it to our final class, told her that it was on my heart to give it to her, and that there was some really great stuff in it, things that could help open up her mind about her future. She appreciated it, but told me she really wasn't much of a reader, but she'd try. And then totally unrelated, she told everyone that she'd made up her mind that she was going to walk again someday. Fast forward a few weeks to tonight. We got together for a graduation dinner. No one could have been more surprised than me to see this girl enter the room, not in a wheelchair, but walking with the aid of a walker. I asked her to tell the story. She said that the next day after I gave her the book, she sat in a room reading and reading and reading and even highlighting for hours. She said that for years she kept blackout curtains over her windows because the light bothered her. But after reading 48 days for several hours, she felt the desire to let the light in and pulled back the curtains for the first time in years and let the sun in. Stacy says, I truly believe that that was a result of the hope and encouragement she got from reading your book. I think her brain got stimulated and then the lights started coming on up there. The next morning when she got up, she noticed her toes wiggling and slowly started being able to direct the movement of her toes, her feet, her calf muscles, and all the way up her legs to the point of being able to walk with a walker. I believe the combination of her neural pathways being stimulated with positive, encouraging truth and the hope that was waking up in her brain while she read the book helped her brain reestablish the connections that were broken by her prior illnesses. 
While I'm sure there were several factors that led to her brain finally starting to heal, I am all too aware of the lack of encouraging, empowering, and hope-bringing messages that any of us, much less our teens, get exposed to. I truly believe that the uplifting, encouraging messages her mind got while reading 48 Days to the Working Love was the right medicine at the time. So thank you, Ryan Rieger, Dan Meller, the 48 Days team, and thank you, Lord, for letting me share this crazy, wonderful story. Yours truly, Stacy Howell. God, I don't know where to go from that. Stacy, thank you so much for sharing that note. I mean, what an honor to receive that as an author. Goodness, those of you who are writers, that's why we write. Not for the dollars, for those kind of stories about lives being transformed as a result of hearing our message. Does that go back to our quotation about belief? You know, I just did a a series of 48, 48 days where I did little videos in the Eagles community about mindset. And in doing those, I told my team I could keep going forever because there's so many principles and there's so much importance about mindset being the trigger that opens us up to see new opportunities, to recognize, the, to let the light back in, to believe that we can do new things. My goodness, what a story. Well, this comes from Nathan. Nathan says, Dan, I recently started listening to your podcast. I'm 31 years old looking to discover what my passion is. I heard you say that passion is discovered out of interest and not something that you'll just spring up, not something that'll just spring up on you out of nowhere. I heard you talking about how you used to buy cars, fix them up and sell them. I've been interested in cars for a couple years now and I've done a little bit of work on my own. You said you have to find the right cars to buy to make good money. Do you have any tips on what to look for? I genuinely want to give this a try if I can find the right vehicle. Thank you very much for your time. Well, Nathan, I love the idea. Now, here, here's the thing. You're talking about arbitrage. I mean, arbitrage simply means that you buy something at a good price and you sell it at a higher price. So the people doing well on Amazon, fulfilled by Amazon, we talk about are doing exactly that. They buy something a reasonable price. I had somebody just recently who came to our big yard sale that Joanne had here in our property, and he bought an old cassette player. Now get this, an old cassette player. We had a dollar on it. He bought it and then texted me and said, thanks for paying for my trip. He actually came down from Indiana. He said, thanks for paying for my trip. And I said, what are you talking about? He says, well, I know that I can get between 200 and $225 for that that he paid a dollar for. Well, I was thrilled for him. I love those kind of stories. But that's just an example of arbitrage. Buy low, sell high. Can you do that with cars? Yes, you can. You can do it with anything. And what I encourage is to do it with something that you already enjoy. So Nathan, I'm assuming you are a car guy. I mean, this is really dangerous territory if you don't know cars. I mean, I've worked on cars, golly, since I could walk. And because of that, I'm really comfortable evaluating a car very, very quickly and determining is what kind of condition is it in? How's it been taken care of? So yeah, you can do that. Now, what I typically did, and I would recommend this, is that I I would go to repo sales here in the Nashville, Tennessee area. There's repo sales every week, tons of cars. I bought bought a BMW one time for $1,650 and there were the papers in the glove box 
where some young gal had purchased it six months earlier for $77.50. That's the kind of, I mean, it breaks my heart, but it was already there. I mean, it's just going to be sold. I don't know the owner, current or the previous owner. So I bought it, and obviously there's a lot of margin to be made there. So that's the kind of thing, yeah, look for repo sales. Now, you can also get good deals on Craigslist and eBay, just yard sales where people just have their cars for sale. But uh, repo sales gives you a lot of options, and usually there's dramatic discounts on what cars are really worth. If you can evaluate them, check them out, clean them up, park them in a better part of town, I mean, that's all I would do. I mean, I could buy a car at a repo sale and then bad part of Nashville, clean it up, park it in front of my house where I live and, you know, make a thousand dollars without doing much of anything. So yeah, you can do that. Now there's some things to address here. That is when you buy a car like that, you have to pay cash on the spot. That shouldn't be a surprise. Then you have to register it in your own name, which means you have to pay the sales tax in your state. So if your sales tax, like sales tax where I live, is 9.75. So if you spend $1,000 on a car, you're going to spend 90 bucks, $97 on tax. So just do the math on that. Whatever you, whatever you spend, if it's four or $5,000, obviously there's going to be more tax. So that's part of a hard cost that you have that you're not going to recapture when you sell it. But you have to do that. Now, the only way around that is to have an open title. That's pretty tricky to do. I mean, a, a dealer won't do that, won't just give you an open title. Once in a while, you may find an individual who will do that where you pay them and they just sign the title over to you. And it's a little shady to do that, but uh, it does save you the tax. And it also compresses the time where that means you can go sell it that same day to somebody and make your margin on it and go on to the next car. Whereas if you have to register it, then you've got that you know, two to three weeks typically before you get the title back from your state. So you've got that to contend with. Now, there are, I'll, let me tell you, well, the other thing is you can't do, you know, four cars a month doing this without a dealer license. So if you're going to do a lot of this, you're going to have to get a dealer license in your state that comes from the state. And every state is a little bit different. But, um, well, like in California, you can sell up to five cars a year as a private party. Here, it's about the same in Tennessee. And realistically, I can have five in my name, five in Joanne's name. You know, the numbers pretty well take care of what you would want to do as an individual. But if you want to do this a little bit more, then you really are going to have to get a dealer license. And in most states, that requires that you have a parking area designated, a little building, and those kind of things. You're essentially uh, a used car dealer. So you may want to check that out. But now let me tell you what I'm doing. I'll, I'll tell you real quick and then go on. I am, I just bought a course and it's exotic car hacking. Now I'm really jazzed about this. Joanne's probably tired of hearing me talk about it because it really, it's right up my alley. Here's why I'm interested in it. If you buy a brand new Chevy Suburban, it's going to have a pretty straight line depreciation right down to zero. Straight line. With exotic cars, that's not true. Exotic cars tend to depreciate for a period of time and heavily right at first, but then they reach what's called a bottom cash value. And then they sit there or even come back up. I mean, look at what 
if you had a 1954 Corvette, well, my gosh, you know, brand new, it costs like $3,600. And today, if you had one of those, it could be worth, you know, $80,000 or more depending on the condition. So exotic cars, and typically these are Ferraris, Maseratis, Lamborghinis, Rolls Royce, Bentleys, those kind of cars, they do that pretty quickly, usually at about six or seven years. And with decent miles, they hit what's called a bottom cash value. Now, this is trackable. You can, you can use software to determine this based on the individual car, where it is, who's owned it, the whole thing. I mean, just like you were tracking stocks and bonds or some kind of financial investment like that. So I have access to all of that to track this. I'm really interested in doing that. Now, what that means is that let's say that you could buy um, a Maserati convertible for $45,000. Well, if you really purchased it well, if it had been traded in, the dealer had it for 90 days, wanted to get it out of inventory, it may be worth $55,000 just if you just find a buyer for it. So you have a big margin there or perhaps even more. I mean, if you have a, an Aston Martin that sold new for $260,000, you know, again, depending on where you buy that, you may have a really big profit potential there. Now, is it risky? Sure. Anything you buy, I mean, if you buy a bicycle and you're going to resell it, you risk not getting your money back. But if you study it and understand it, and that's what I would encourage you to do, Study cars, Nathan, in, with your example, I'd encourage you to study a particular kind of car so you become really knowledgeable about that. So it may be that you want to deal with just Mercedes or Corvettes or, or whatever, it doesn't matter. You can become really knowledgeable about that so you recognize a good deal when it comes along. And don't just go out and buy a car and hope you can make money. No, go out on a Saturday morning, look at 10, make offers on three, and you'll get a really good deal by doing that. Well, anyway, again, my you, you can check out what I did, exotic car hacking. I mean, you put that in, you're going to get all kinds of information there. And I actually bought that course. I'm going through it, absolutely loving it, and getting ready to, to play with some cars in that arena. Now, let me say this, too. I, I'm looking to play with cars, and I, I really mean play with cars in that arena, not really looking to make money on those. I'm not really as concerned. But what it means is that I can drive a Lamborghini or a Ferrari and drive it for six months and not cost me any money. Now, that's the thing that blows people's mind. You may see the kind of cars that I drive and they think, oh my goodness, you know, you're spending lots of money on cars. No, driving the kind of cars I do cost me less than somebody driving a Ford Fiesta that they bought new that's depreciating every day. I buy cars that tend to be really flat and when I get tired of it and ready for a new ride, I can sell it, get my money back and more. So even though it may be a little more money tied up, I don't lose money on cars. And it, yeah, you can, you can do that. Well, obviously I, you struck a nerve with me there. I love the idea. Let me go on. Jake says he's looking for a meaningful career after COVID-19. Dan, I've had the pleasure of following you and your teachings for years. I've read 48 Days to the Work You Love. I've also taken the classic DISC profile, but it's been several years. As many, I've been furloughed from my current employer for nearly 120 days now, and I'm concerned about my industry that may not return for some time. 
I'm in the process of looking for a new career, but seem to be anxious and find myself bouncing all around different career websites. The career I had was monetarily good, but very stressful and draining at times. I'm looking for something that has more purpose and will bring joy to me and my family. Any guidance you can provide would be much appreciated. Thank you, Jake. Well, Jake, great question. You're in a position a lot of people are in and you can use it to your strength, but don't just be bouncing around looking at all kinds of careers. If you've read 48 Days to the Working Club, you ought to have a very clear focus for what fits you. So you can't just arbitrarily choose because something's available out there. No, you want to be in the driver's seat. And that comes with having a really clear focus for you know what fits you, what is fulfilling, purposeful, profitable for you. That may be different than everybody else out there. So you want to make sure that you're not just, you're not just, you know, picking something out of the store where there's a thousand options. No, it ought to be very clear. And if you aren't that clear, go back to your disc profile and go back to 40 days and go through that to evaluate your unique skills and abilities, your personality tendencies, your values, dreams, and passions. Narrow down with that. Now, one of the things that is happening, and I don't know what kind of work you are doing, but if it was profitable and it was okay, explore the idea of simply working from home. Now, if it's working on an assembly line, that's not possible obviously, but a whole lot of people are figuring out that working from home is a pretty cool thing. Now, here's there, there's a survey that finds working from home has many benefits. 48% of workers would take a pay cut to be able to continue working at home. Now, this is pretty astounding. And more and more, we're seeing this, hearing this. But this was a, a poll of 2,250 office workers and 48% of them said they'd take a pay cut to be able to continue working at home. Another side benefit here, 77% of those people believe working from home is an effective way to help the environment. I mean, they aren't going to get in their car, waste gas, sit in traffic, create smog, and all those things. They want to stay home because they think they're helping the environment in doing that. But yeah, 48% would happily take a pay cut if it meant they could work from home indefinitely. Now, here are the other things that people say are benefits. They have a flexible schedule, obviously. But think about the think about the time saved and not having to get ready in the morning, get dressed up, get in your car, fight traffic, drive. I mean, people have unrealistic drive times sometimes to go to work. You know, where I hear about an hour one way, I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. My goodness, if your commute is more than 15 minutes, you ought to be looking for new options anyway. But flexible schedule is big. Saving money is big. Access to the kitchen is a biggie. I mean, think about that's why people would be willing to take a pay cut because instead of having to get a $15 lunch, you go to the refrigerator and get some, you know, carrots and hummus out of there that you had left over from last night. Another one is wearing whatever you want to wear. That's a big benefit. And completing weekend to-dos, having more time and more energy for the weekend. Well, that's goes on and on. Those are the benefits from working at home. So you might explore that with your current or previous employer to see if there's a possibility. A lot of employers are discovering, my goodness, we can have get work done without tying up real estate, without having to have all the office equipment, 
that we're used to having. People can use their own computers. And we have a really streamlined, efficient workforce. Well, here's a note from Johnny Ferris. This was in the 40 Days community as well. But he says, wow, I've hit a wall and need to pivot. I've been a photographer for a while and I've tried to teach music lessons. It's become very evident that my gusto for these endeavors has dropped. Seems like the drive has driven off without me. <laughs> that's, a, that's a great line. The drive has driven off without me. Now at 47, I'm ready for a new challenge, but not sure how to start again. Stepping into a strictly employee role just makes me nauseous. My wife is very hesitant for me to get, you know, to go grab a quick job because I get sucked into a position and then I put my dreams on the shelf to die. Boy, we could un- unpack that. I put my, I get a job and then I put my dreams on the shelf to die. You know, there's a movie, I think it was a George Clooney movie. I don't remember exactly what the title was, but you know, one of the questions he asked was, you know, how much did they pay you to give up on your dreams? Well, anyway, let me go on with Johnny's question. So I put a deadline of 90 days to find a direction and start living again. This pivot time, I need guidance from others that I admire. It's kicking my rear. Identifying my blocks is more difficult than I thought. But wow, are they eye-opening. And then he gives a list of occupations that he's had in the past. Grade school, he sold candy. High school, he's a restaurant cook. Uh, college temp retail sales photographer, freelance for university newspaper, assistant manager at Radio Shack, substitute teacher for three years, one-year teaching high school class, still as a photographer on the side, state revenue field officer, um, state bank examiner a couple years, administrative job for three years, calling someone so that I could leave my desk to use the restroom. That was the worst. Wow, did photography full-time? For the next six years, burned out. Amazon phone center, produce worker at a grocery. Then it gets muddy. Don't know why I needed to get that out there, but there it is. The sometimes confusing but always interesting past. Well, he goes on. Johnny, boy, this sounds like a great time for introspection. I mean, stop just bouncing around those little jobs. The fact that you're able to do a lot of things is a positive asset. But those probably aren't going to give you the kind of leverage for real success. And the other thing is, you at 47, you don't have to think that you have to find one job and then you're going to do this for the next 20 years. Nah, not at all. Not in today's environment. All you need is to find, again, something that you really enjoy and you can commit to it for two or three years. That's a, that's a reasonable kind of path. But there ought to be some consistency in the kind of things that you're drawn to. So it's not just stopgap. It's not just hodgepodge out there. No, there are consistent themes and things that you do know you enjoy. So you really stay on track in that way. But those are the kind of things, you know, also make sure that in this time of evaluation, you're not just so focused that you don't take time to just nurture yourself, nurture your own soul, take time to think, to go for walks, to sit back I mean, sometimes it's in those unstructured times that we get the best insight into what it is that we ought to be doing. I mean, I often go to go to bed with a challenge that I haven't been able to solve, haven't been able to come up with a solution. I welcome the opportunity to go to bed because I trust that time as a time where my mind is more open. God can get through all the clutter and give me more direction, but I value that. So expect 
insight and solution to come even while you're sleeping. But then be prepared to capture that. Have a pad close by. Well, hey, one, one more thing I just want to share here, and we'll wrap up with this. It's another success story, really. But um, Donnie is somebody who joined our coaching mastery program. He was a pharmacist. He had just recently sold his pharmacy, and he wanted to be a full-time traveler. So he's friends with my daughter, Ashley, he and his family. Full-time travelers. Well, how do you do that when you're used to being a pharmacist, when your training is having been a pharmacist? So Donnie came into our coaching mastery program. And as usually is the case, he's found his greatest coaching opportunities right in the profession that he knows best. And I love how these things develop. So now Donnie's completed his DISC certification, gone through our Coaching 101 series. He's had four calls, Zoom calls with me. He's been participating in our Tuesday calls where the whole group is together, submitted his competency overview. He documented 48 hours of paid coaching. I mean, that's part of the process. And in doing so, we expect, now this, you know, this, this is a business that people are starting. But in doing this, they have to invest $4,800 in the Coaching Mastery Program. Why do we not blink an eye about that? Because part of the requirement to finish the course is to have 48 hours of paid coaching. Well, we recommend, and typically somebody's at like $125 a session, so you can see it's self-liquidating. They make more money before they ever finish than what it costs them to get involved. So we're, we're very open about that. That's what we expect. Well, Donnie has done that and certainly a lot more. I listened to his audio sessions coaching. He's done a great job. Now, here's some of the things that he's doing. And I want this to be a, a encouragement, again, to those of you who may be a physician, a dentist, an attorney, a pastor, an engineer, an accountant. And a lot of people, by virtue of their training in those professions, feel trapped because of their training and their experience. No. So here's a pharmacist. He sold his pharmacy. He lives on the road. Well, you know what he's doing? He's coaching with individual pharmacists. He's coaching with a company. It's a research company doing drug trials. With his background, he's coaching a lot of players in the company. He's working with pharmacists who are in danger of losing their license. Now, if they've had drug abuse problems, which is rampant, for pharmacists having easy access, or if there's some kind of a mental health issue, they're in danger of losing their license, he gets referrals from states that he's reached out to, to to make those referral connections, but then they refer people to him and he works with them to help them maintain, reestablish their status and licensure as a pharmacist. And we have a previous coaching mastery grad, uh, Dr. Clark Gaither, who did exactly that working with doctors who are in that situation. And now he's leveraged that into speaking, consulting, engagements, gone on from there. Uh, Donnie, pharmacist, is also, he's gotten approval for creating continuing education for pharmacists. Every year, pharmacists have to get so many continuing education credits to maintain their license. He's creating courses. And what that means is he creates a course 
and he's already got like three in place. So he creates a course. It's one of those where he does it once and then he gets paid over and over and over again. He understands moving from linear income to residual income. What can you do once and get paid a thousand times? And that's typically not true of what professionals do. A dentist works in your mouth one time and you pay him for that. His time, pay him well, but it's one time and done. Well, Donnie, creating courses for continuing education has opened the door to go way beyond that. He's teaching the DISC to to a lot of people, but primarily, again, pharmacists. That's his niche. That's where he has credibility, credentials, and all that. He's working with candidates who are interested in either purchasing or selling a pharmacy. I mean, that alone could be a full-time. And we looked at the potential of having an online community for pharmacists as well. So there we go. There are six different things that he's doing to create income. And he has a very clear five-figure goal for monthly income really close to having that in place. So he's did not reduce. He's significantly bypassing the income that he was used to as a pharmacist, but then has the freedom and flexibility to travel with his family, be with his kids, homeschool and all that. Well, in talking about the potential of an online community, I also shared with him Glenn Vo's online community for dentists. Now, Glenn is a real enterprising young guy, born in Vietnam. He's just a ball of fire and uh, fulfilling his mom and dad's dreams by being a professional, but he's got a whole lot more energy than just being confined to a little office every day. So he created an online community called Nifty Thrifty Dentist. So he shows dentists how to save money on their practice, how to get the best deals. And he allows vendors to be in that community to show what they have to offer. And then he gets affiliate commissions on all the transactions that happen. Now he just passed. I I talked to him about a week ago and we were looking at the numbers. I'm doing a forward for his new book. Incidentally, that's why we're connected, but he's, he had 25,000 people. Well, a few days later, He's passed 26,000. In the last 30 days, he's had 2,501 dentists join this online community. So he has over 26,000 dentists, nifty, thrifty dentists, and he's showing them how to save money in their practice. I mean, the thing is just exploding for him. And then the transactions where he gets commissions are generating far more income than he could ever possibly hope to make as a dentist. I mean, those are the kind of things, I'll tell you what, those are the kind of things when you get in the game, and start seeing new possibilities. Doesn't matter what your background is. You can you can validate and utilize your background, but you can also expand in ways that ninety nine percent of people in your profession are never going to see. Well, hey, let me wrap up right there. Good place to kind of wrap up. Get your thinking going. Obviously, a lot of the stories that I'm telling here are people who are in the Eagles community. As a matter of fact, Glenn Vo, the dentist I just mentioned, is in the Eagles community. I mean, we're connected there. And again, you can check out the Eagles, 48dayseagles.com. And it's there every day. You don't have to wait till we open the doors. No, we just don't. It's there. People are coming in because when the timing is right for them, they join us, 48dayseagles.com. Now, just to recap of what we talked about today. Yes, you can read great books, 
that allow you to walk and run again? How would that be? What if you picked up something that had the dramatic effect on your life that that young gal who was in a wheelchair experienced? Expect that. Be looking for books that are going to open your eyes, that are going to turn the lights on, that are going to expand your ability to see things that are ahead of you. Yes, you can make money with arbitrage. Buy low, sell high. I encourage you to just start with any product you already enjoy. Losing your job may be the very wake-up call you need to move into something better. And there are many ways to help people. You know, we get so many questions from people who would say, you know, I really want to help people. Well, you can help people, but follow your passion to discover your best way to do that. And you can use your background, your unique background, to make money in new and exciting ways. Remember a resource today, 48days.com slash W-Y-L. That gives you access to all the back-end bonuses that we've got available with the new book as well. I'd be delighted to get your, get your copy out to you. If you want to buy bulk, we have options for that as well. I had a gentleman just recently who bought uh, 40 copies for the men in his church to distribute those. So if you want to start a, start a movement there, We'd be delighted to talk to you about that as well. So above all, keep believing, keep acting. Don't see this as a downtime, as a time to just be stagnant. This is an opportune time to be creative, to be excited about what the rest of the year is going to hold. I've been challenging people in our groups. What are you going to do the rest of this year? Not just wait until things get better. What are you going to do the rest of 2020? Hey, let us know. Shoot your questions in to Ask Dan at 48days.com. We'll be back here next week with more of your questions. I got an exciting story I want to share with you next week as well about creating a better future, a bigger future. I hope you join us for that. Thanks for being part of this amazing, growing community where we know without any question, we can, no matter what the economy is doing, no matter what other people are doing, no matter what industries are coming and going, we can find or create work that is meaningful, purposeful, and profitable. Have a great week.